Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. We heard in the news today, on a serious note, by the way, in relation to drink, and I think this is very important, that New Zealand's Justice Minister has resigned after crashing her car and failing a breathalyzer. Uh, Kiri Allen has been charged with careless driving and resisting arrest in Wellington. She was pissed. The 39-year-old became the country's 51st Justice Minister in June last year. New Zealand's Prime Minister has described her actions as inexcusable. Uh, now, God is talking about this in the office today. We're talking about drink driving. And, of course, we know it's wrong. And you all know my feelings on drink driving. I think it's apparent. And it has very serious consequences, as you can well imagine. And the consequences can be unimaginable sometimes if somebody crashes a car. Some people in the office were of the opinion that actually it is so bad that you should never be allowed to drive again. Some thought that it was too severe. That was, you know, to take your license off your good was too severe. But worth asking the question, isn't it really? After a certain amount of alcohol in your system, uh, can er can you really be ever trusted again? And do you deserve to be given the second chance? Now, the New Zealand Justice Minister has resigned, as I said, but should she be allowed to drive again? At the moment here in Ireland, for example, the drink driving limit is a back of 50 milligrams. This means 50 milligrams of alcohol per 100 millilitres of blood. It's not a lot, by the way. It's less than one pint of beer. For professional learner and novice drivers, it's 20 milligram, which is basically don't drink at all. It's not even a glass of wine. In other words, if you are tested and you've had just had a glass of wine, you will fail the test. If you're tested and you've just had a pint of beer, you will fail the test, particularly if you're a professional learner or novice driver. So the, the message is, don't drink and drive. Now, most people will have a BAR back of what they call 20 to 50 milligrams after one standard drink. So if you get convicted of drink driving, you'll automatically be fined and disqualified from driving for a set period of time. Repeat or serious breaches may result in you being sentenced to prison, which is unusual unless you've been in an accident, by the way. But here's the thing. People think everybody deserves a second chance. That's why you get a two- and three-year ban from driving. So they give you a second chance, although it's quite costly because you have an endorsement on your license and it'll be difficult to get insurance at the right price after that period of time. It'll take about five years for that to disappear off your license. And here's the thing. I'm so much against drink driving that I believe, I agree with what they said in the office today. I can't remember which one of our staff said it, that you should be banned for life. I actually agree. Because at this stage, you would have to be stupid not to understand that you don't drink and drive. And it's bizarre when you think back. Let let me go back to 1969, when my father used to drive the car pissed out of his head, because that was the done thing in those days. This was an ad on television. But as a very rough guide, according to Dr. Morris Hickey, the state pathologist, it would take at least two and three quarter pints, that's about four small whiskies, to put an 11 stone man over the limit. That's if he drank them quickly. And, of course, a fat man could probably drink a lot more. Here's another little clip. I don't know whether this is supposed to be a joke or something. If you have the car, don't have that fifth or sixth pint. If you've lost count, just have the two more and stop there. Now, that's actually real. If you have a car, she said, well, I know you mightn't be able to hear that. If you have a car, don't have that fifth or sixth pint. Because when they brought in drink driving legislation first, I think back in the 1970s, the early 1970s, you were allowed to have six pints. Up to that, there was no legislation. And even then, I can remember being in the car with my dad, being pulled over by the guards, 
And the guard's saying, I oh, know you've had too much to drink. You're well on. My dad couldn't stand. You're well on there. Give us the keys now. Go on, walk home there now. I'll bring the car to the station. You can collect it in the morning. And that was it. You didn't get done. Nothing ever happened to you. That was the way it was. But we're all educated now. We all know that even one drink can affect your concentration levels, can affect your reaction time. So why do it? We all know that you can lose your license for drink driving. We all know you can get a 500 euro fine, which you invariably will, for drink driving. So why do it? I can go out tonight into the city and there are pubs all over the city with car parks, which are full. Maybe not tonight, but certainly on a weekend night, which are full. Are you telling me all of those people in there are drinking Coca-Cola? No, they're not. They're drinking and taking a chance that they won't be caught. People still do it. So the question is, should you lose your license for good? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Ross, hi, how are you? Good evening, Niall. How are you getting on? Good, Ross. Should you lose your license for good? The privilege. Well, it depends, on the, it, 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 uh, depends on the severity of the situation. Like when you were saying there about um, back in the 60s and you could have six pints. I remember... Oh, going back a long, long, long time ago now when I was in Andor, I remember a poster up in the pub and it was like a gear changer, one, two, three, four, and five. But instead of being the gears, it was pints. Pints of beer. Like, is, the fifth, is the fifth pint really worth it? That was the, the thing on this night. <laughs> when you think of it now, <laughs> imagine yeah. going into the nightclub <laughs> and poster up on the wall. <laughs> is the fifth pint really worth it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine that we thought yeah, that was that, okay. That would have been that would have been the that would have been the eighties, I suppose, if I can remember. It would have been the late eighties, I suppose. Yeah. Or, yeah, but um, I suppose it depends on the severity. Like it, it, back then, it was done. It was the done thing. But cars were a lot slower, and they weren't as heavy and as big back then either. I'm not trying to justify it, but. But, here, but here's the thing, most people who are caught, and coming up to Christmas is always the big time, the guards are out doing Operation Lifesaver, as they call it, right? So they check more people. Yeah. If there was more guards out doing checkpoints, I guarantee you the drink driving uh, convictions would be up. Because people people take yeah. a chance. Because, I mean, I can't remember the last time I went to a guard checkpoint. They don't have the resources for checkpoints anymore. Those days are gone. And they don't check for car tax like they used to because they don't have to anymore because you can't get away with not paying your car tax anymore You know, because obviously it's all yeah. automated now. So here's the thing. If you're drinking and driving, right, you're not only going to have one pint of beer, you're going to be at least two times over the limit because you're going to have two yeah. or three pints. So why not, Why would you do that knowing it's illegal, knowing it impairs your judgment and your reaction time and your concentration levels, and knowing that you could lose your license? Why would you do it? Unless uh, you tick. Yeah. That's what people do it, though. People do it. Um... Yeah, and I, I know as for what you were saying there about the checkpoints, more checkpoints, come here, they have plenty of guards there to set up checkpoints because I drive down the M9 and once I go on, say, from merge from the M7 to the M9, 12 junctions to the very end, six of them junctions will have a guard a car hidden up the slip ramp and he's there with a speed gun. So, yeah, they, mm. they're, they're not short of guards. Well, they, well, no, yeah, we, no, we, all know, we all know that's about revenue, isn't it? That's about revenue more than yeah. anything else, yeah. But the... Sure, come here to double the treble the drink driving fines. Like there's there's people, I, I've heard cases of people being caught absolutely legless, and they get a five hundred euro fine in two years off the road. I'm kind of like I ah, hear now, like what mm. five hundred? It should be a fifteen hundred euro fine. Mm. 
really. You can you, know, you can get up to six months in jail, by the way, as well. But that's usually only if you're involved very, in an accident. That's, that's yeah. in an accident. Yeah, yep. yeah. And if it's a fatal accident, then you're you're oh you're going down. Years in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're proper screwed. But um, and uh, like I said, I'm not justifying it. But why? But, but here's the thing: if you would you would you ever do it, Ross? Do you do you drive? Did I, did I or would I? Did you first? Yes. Uh, oh, a couple of times when I was younger. No point in lying about it. Yeah. Would young, you now? Fella, yeah. No, no, no. I'm a professional driver now. I'm a truck driver. So, no, no, no. I don't don't even drink during the weekend anymore. Uh, no. Yeah, that's because you can't. Yeah. Because um, even, like, they they do come out. They do follow you. Now, very, it hasn't happened in a long time. But they, they follow the lorry at 4 o'clock in the morning, pull you in, and they have the breathalyzer, you know? Mm. And it's easy picking van, truck. Yeah, you and know, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be worth losing your livelihood, would it? Oh, 100%, no. But well, then, well, then here's the thing. If you're sensible enough to know, no, you don't do it, why not just bring in a law that you lose your license for good? Because you're not going to do it. Yeah, I, I still think even if they'd done that, no, they, I think if they'd done that, Niall, people still would, honestly. Do you really? Like, it's, I, it's, I think less people would chance ba- It's an ongoing battle. It's an ongoing battle for the last 20, 30 years. I don't want to ignore drug dive, driving, by the way, which is equally as bad. By the way, kind of. oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's an ongoing battle, and it's just, it's just some people are just setting their ways. Stay there just for a second. Let me go to John I as well. From driving, I don't think it would. Yeah, okay. Well, let, well, hang on, let me go to John as well. John, you're in Galway. How are you doing? Good night, Niall. How are you going? Good. Uh, nice to you. Think, uh, uh, I was thinking about, I've been listening to it all and I think, but you know, maybe to bring in a three strike or a two strike, you know. That if a person is caught twice, I would just. There's people in Ireland go where they're banned off the off the road for life, like, and they're not going to stop. They're drinking every day. They're sco- well, they're why? Why would like, you have a two or three it. strike? Why would you give them a chance? It's not like people are stupid. They know it's, it's against the law. Well, if you say you have a seventy-year-old uh, fella out in the country, like out in Corafin or out in Chum that has a little boring that he drives from the pub up and he's driving his Opel to get home and he's been doing it for the last 75 years at 30 miles an hour. If you catch him and you bear him, he's out in a rural farm living by himself with a few chickens. He might commit suicide or something if he can't drive anymore. You're cutting off his whole, you know, mm. where if you could give him one chance or, you know, every every situation is different. I suppose, you know, but definitely I think maybe one, just to give them one chance, maybe the situation, maybe they were suffering from bereavement or, you know, a death or, you know, and that they didn't plan to go. I don't know. But uh, to, to, to ban them for life straight mm-hmm. off, I think might be a bit harsh. Okay, well, let, let me ask. Well, let me, let me well, yeah, well, hang on. Let me ask. Let me go back to Ross just for a second. Ross. This has been an argument for drink driving for years, and we'll usually have the Healy Rays or whoever it is arguing that you yeah. can't reduce it down so low because people in rural Ireland, particularly as John pointed out, rely on that form of transport to go down and have maybe a couple of pints in the local pub at the you know at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and drive a couple of miles home. But I suppose, uh, like uh, like I said, I'm not justifying it at all. But realistically, what are they going to run into? Like on a, on a on a rural country road, really. Like if they go off the road, they're in. They, you know, they're only going to damage their own car, injure themselves. But 
like the most of the drink driving accidents, like like look at this realistically. It's main roads, it's dual carriageways, it's motorways, it's inner city. I don't know? I don't know the stats for sure, but I would have thought most of the accidents happen that involve alcohol would probably be back roads, would they not? Darker roads that require more concentration. No, no, no national roads, national roads, definitely not um, local roads anyway. No, mm. no, no, definitely not. No, I, I lived in the country, I lived in the middle of nowhere growing up, and it was like, especially on a Sunday morning, Okay, or a bank holiday Monday morning, you go from the house down to the town, the local town, and you could pass one or two cars buried in the ditch. And they'd get the local farmer then to pull the car out in the morning, drive it home. You know, it was like it was fucking crazy back then. Mm. But again, we were under the, the, the barracks in the village where that was three miles, the closest village was three miles away. The barracks was closed down. And the closest guard station was 20 miles away. Um. But I, no one ever, and uh, like I was for the first 16 years of my life, I was there and no one ever got killed or seriously injured with drink driving and it was... That's lucky, isn't it? Yeah, no. Like I said, I'm going back to the late 80s. Yeah, sorry, John, what are you trying to say? Just a question. Just something I thought of there. You know, if you brought an e-scooter with you in the back of the car to the pub, what's the law on e-scooters? There isn't any. There isn't any. So if I was in town, I could come out the road doing 42 kilometres an hour. Oh, bastard. no, no, you can get done for an e-scooter, Niall. Can you? For what? Being in charge of a mechanically propelled vehicle under the influence of yeah. alcohol? Once, it, once, it's, once it's capable of, like, 30 kilometres an hour, because uh, I heard but it, it does, but they the, But they don't come under the Road Traffic Act, the e-scooters. Yeah, no, it, it was... It, it, they're, it's, it's a public order or... A, not no due care and attention because it was on a local radio I station in Waterford and I heard it. That's, like, a, well, that's the same, they go under the same legislation as push bikes. You know, you wouldn't be drunk, get done for being drunk on a push bike, would you? You can get done. I've heard of people getting done for being drunk for on being a push bike. Yeah, yeah, but hey, but he's got, yeah, hold on a second. John's got a point. You have no license to lose, yeah, but you get fined. You get uh, and, and well under the public order act. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could fall out underneath your car off your bicycle. Oh, I don't know how many That's people have been done. By the way, you should get a, somebody said you should get an award for being able to use a drunk because they're difficult enough to use sober. But hang, well, hang on a second. Let me go to Martin as well. Martin, hi. How are you? I'm very well now. Good evening. Good, Martin. I mean, yeah. the drink driving laws. I, you know, I, I look. I'm not a drinker, so I'm probably a little bit biased, I suppose, when it comes to this situation. But I mean. What's 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 the difference? Just ban them for life. So what? Uh, well, first off, if I, if I could just say, um, I can't remember who or what party going back many many years ago. We had one of our own politicians who was done for drunk driving. I don't know if he had an accident, but he claimed dull privilege, which meant he was immune from arrest for any reason on his way either to or from the doll. I can't remember who it was. How long ago was that? I don't know, 40, 45 years ago. It may be on the, you know, you may find it somewhere. I'll tell you a story. My friend, when I was a young flick, he was 16 years of age, and his father was killed in a road accident. Um, and the car that hit them head on was driven by Dick Spring. And it, well, not by Dick Spring, by his driver. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's the incident you're referring to. He was on the wrong side of the road. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about a Garda driver. I'm talking about the politicians. Politician okay. okay. they, they, they've been drinking in the doll bar. I can't remember who it was. 
But I'd also like to say I'm delighted to know that our Minister for Justice won't ever be in that situation because she is a garden driver, you know, so mm. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, on the, uh, like to get to the point, I don't know. I think probably the best thing to do would be just to have a zero limit. Now, but you I'm can't, you can't to... legally have a zero limit. Well, okay. because because I unfortunately some people understand. use a mouthwash or they have aftershave on them. That yeah, yeah, everyone's metabolism is different. I do understand. No, that. no, no, it's not that. It's even if you drank nothing, but just let's say you used a mouthwash or you sprayed aftershave yeah, on you. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. metabolism. You know, you'll metabolize. You'll yeah. metabolize different things in different ways. But I can tell you, some time ago, and this is oh, it's going back a long, long time ago, over twenty years. And I don't know what I don't know what the procedures are now, but I was involved in an accident where I had had earlier on I had had two points, and I was at home. I'd had those two points over quite some period of time, and I decided, yeah, I think I'll get a Leo Bordeaux. Now I had finished, you know, a couple of hours beforehand, and on the way back to the house, um, there was a taxi pulled in. And at the very, very last second, and I mean the last second, mm, yep. the back door of the taxi opens. And when I say opens, I mean literally swung right out, open fully, you know. And I hit the door. So obviously I pulled in. I was exchanging my details with the taxi driver. And I don't blame him. He, 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 called, the, he called the guards. Yep. The guards arrived. I was breathalyzed. And... The, uh, the the chemical reaction, the, the, the catalytic reaction of the breathalyzer showed that I was I was older than it. I felt I couldn't possibly be. But anyway, yes, I was I was taken in, the usual. Um Blood test. I don't know what the procedures I don't know what the procedures are now. But uh, when I was asked did I want to take a, a, a test from a calibrated machine at the Garda station or did I want a blood test? I said, no, I'll have a blood test. Thank you very much. Yeah. The blood test was taken. Um, I was given a, I was given my sample and I thought, well, you know, I, I don't need to have that analyzed because I know it's going to come back that I'm, I'm not over the limit. Uh, when the summons came in, when, when I actually received the, 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 the date in court, the, the report from the state laboratory or whatever, um, I noticed something very peculiar on it, and it was that the date that the blood had been tested preceded the date of the blood sample being taken. Now, this is a, this is a sworn document with a person's signature on it. And I had engaged the solicitor, and to be honest, even the solicitor didn't spot this, and I pointed it out to him. And he didn't seem all that impressed by it. I don't know why. We went to court. This was brought up. The uh, case was put back. Well, I was going to say, I assume it would be struck out. Uh, no, no, no. It, because it, it was it was put back because there was this conversation took place between my solicitor and the clerk of the court. Um, it was put back to the end of the day. Then at the end of the day, the last case, nobody else in the court 
my solicitor approached the clerk of the court and the judge, and then it was struck out. Now, I asked myself, why, why was it put back? Why was it not actually heard in public? Why was the guard... Well, they didn't want to embarrass the guard in front of everybody, was it? Well, I don't know. Did the guard, I mean, in fairness, it wouldn't be the guard that would be embarrassed. Uh, I think it would be because there would be questions asked as to how did this happen? Why is it that there was a sworn document entered into evidence? Now, I personally, I wanted to, I wanted to pursue it, but I did take, I did take my solicitor's advice because it cost me a thousand euro, a thousand uh, pound at the time, and um, he said, "Look, just leave it, don't pursue it." Mm. So I didn't pursue it. Now, as to whether people should be barred for life from driving, I don't know. I think you need the wisdom of Solomon on that. As in so many other things. I know. I, I get what you're saying. So, in other words, in that particular case, you could have lost your license. I could have, and I think it would have been very unjust to have lost my license. But here's I the know. thing, Martin. With with respect, right? You and it was some time ago. You talk about it, anyway. But absolutely, you, yeah. It was but you time. you knew drink driving was illegal. Yes, drink driving was illegal. But I'm I'm talking about having taken two points over a, over a time period of. But but, here, but here's the thing. Why why would you play Russian roulette? Why would if, if let's say the law at that time was was two pints, right? Which it probably was if some time ago, right? So let's say the law was two pints or three. It was three pints about fifteen years ago. So let's say it was even three pints. Why would you say have two and a half and go? Ah, sure, I can have two and a half, or I can have a third one. Sure, I'll be grand after a couple of hours. Why would you play Russian roulette? Just don't drink. Is it not? You know, is it? Am I being no, dumb? And, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I absolutely agree with you. Now, the only thing I will say, in relation to John, sorry, John's John's still there, his point about rural Ireland, I do get that argument, but you can't have one rule and one law for one and not have it for 77-year-old John who's living in the middle of Carsevine. You know what I mean? Of course. And as I was saying to you, I'm not going to argue that point with you, that obviously I wouldn't do that now. At the time... I felt, and I know people will say, oh, you felt, but I had had two points over quite some extended period of time. And I really did feel, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I wouldn't be regularly yeah, doing it. You were, a, you were lucky you had an accident on that night as well. Uh, yes, I was. And even on, the, on that occasion, the taxi driver did say to the guard, look, I told them not to open the door until the approaching car had passed. And these people okay. open the door. Okay, just in, in relation quickly to, to what John said about rural Ireland. Do you think people in rural Ireland, well, should they be, I mean, I'm not saying they should be immune to the laws, but do you think there should be, they should be treated differently and common sense used? No, I don't think they should be treated differently. But what I do think is, I think there should be a degree of accommodation with regard to transport and other things for people who live in rural Ireland, just as there should be for people who live in the larger conurbations around Ireland. You know, like, this, this this kind of gets back to what we were talking about earlier on about noise, what you were talking about earlier on about noise, and I sent in a text about, you know, I can live with trains, planes, and automobiles, but what really irritates me is the, is the white noise and the silence from our politicians on really important topics like housing, like rural communities who are, you know, the, 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 the they're really, they're failing because businesses are failing around them. Uh, shops are closing, mm. post offices are closing, yeah, I know, guard I know. stations are being moved out. You know, like, I want to live in a society where everybody is, is treated 
equally. And a person only surrenders their 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 liberty. I, I don't mean just their, their liberty to be about and do what you know. There's a difference between freedom and liberty. Freedom means you're free, but liberty means you're at liberty to do the things you want to do when you're free. I believe that people should have the liberty to do the things that are socially acceptable when they're free. I don't believe we're getting from our government at the moment any kind of support on any of the important issues in this country. As I say, it's white noise and silence on just about every single issue. I'm looking here just in relation to what you were talking about earlier on. um, I'm looking here that... This is the paper back in 2020, maybe that's your talking about. The Irish Independent published a story revealing uh, that a cabinet minister's drink driving uh, ban. Uh, the paper reveals that, oh, this was, uh, it was, no, 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 it was. I'm not talking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going back. Oh, okay. Sorry for interrupting, but I'm, I'm going back possibly to the 19, 19. What, what was his name? I'm trying to remember his name, the, the one in 2020. He was the Minister for Agriculture at the time. Barry Cowan, Cowan wasn't it? The yeah. thing, the thing that yeah. struck. The okay. Thing that okay. Struck. Well, well, hang on. No, hang on, Martin. Yeah, hang on a second, Martin. Um, so yeah, that story there, just for people who didn't know, he was banned for driving for three months after being caught drink driving on the 18th of September 2016, the day of that year's All Ireland football final, and he was tested at the spot where he was stopped, and then later at the Garda station, the paper reports that he had received a fixed penalty charge notice. This meant a 200 euro fine and three month driving ban. Is what he got. Okay, let me just go to Sarah. Uh, that was Barry Cowan, that's right. Uh, Sarah, hi, how are you? No. Well, hang on, Martin, hang on. Sorry, Sarah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. How's it going, Niall? Now, I think they should be given a second chance. A second chance? Yeah. And then if they get a second chance, should they get a, a third one then while we're at it? Sure. So why not? No, no. I why don't why do you need a second chance? Why do you need a second chance to break the law? Because I think people do genuinely make mistakes. Why is it a mistake to put a glass up to your mouth with alcohol in it? Why is that a mistake? Well, Surely you're fully conscious when you do that. implementing a law and they're actually giving them permission to drink a certain amount. So like the responsibility, like I know the responsibility lies within that person themselves, right? But like the government is contradicting themselves for saying you can drink a certain amount and then when you well, go well, over well, that, they're not, Yeah, but they're not really. It. They're not really. The only reason no, that they can't no, make no. it. No, well, they can't make it zero. Yeah, the bottom line is you should, nobody should be drinking or driving. I know, but the government can't bring in a law tomorrow to say it's zero. You, that wouldn't be legal. Yeah. It wouldn't be possible. Why not? Because if you use a mouthwash in the morning, if you spray perfume on you, the alcohol from the perfume goes into your bloodstream. So you could be no, over the yeah, limit. No, hang on. No, there's a certain amount, there's a limit that you can test that. And I know there's a limit you can test it to the degree of level of what alcohol is in your system. And it doesn't depend, go by the immunity or your But, but the, the laws, yeah, but the current laws state more or less you can't drink. It only allows you one small glass of wine or not even a pint of beer. When it comes into what's in your system, for the starters, the government knows quite well what your body can hold and what it can. Yeah, but who doesn't know the law? The law is a small glass of wine or about probably two thirds of a pint of beer. That's the law. No, in in other words, it's don't drink. That, for me, that's being hypocritical, right? That's, well, it's not. Just don't drink. You can't drink. Like, you can't drink spirits, that's for sure. You know I what I mean? People will drink and they will drive and they will kill people. I have two friends that died from it. Well then, well, then, if you have two friends that died from drink driving, why would you not say just ban them? 
banned what? Ban them from dr- driving again? No, ban people who who drink and drive. Just ban them for good. I just automatically would have, if it was me personally, I'd be getting the government, I'd be voting for them to implement the policies that you shouldn't drink, be, be drinking at all. Well, exactly, that's what I'm saying to you. But but unfortunately, I know the laws are difficult around it, right? If you break the law at the moment, I mean, if you go into a pub to have a pint of beer and you think you can drive home, well, then you're dicing with death, essentially. No. You're taking a chance. Well, well, no, hang, well, hang on, do me a favour. Both of you stay there because I have to go to a quick break. It's radio. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Sarah, sorry, just come back to you. I know you're saying to make the law zero alcohol, but that that's right. but you know whether it is zero alcohol or not, it doesn't really matter. We know drink driving is wrong, so why do it? Why would you go into a pub with your car in the car park if you're going to drive home? Why? I don't know because you're basically being given permission that you're able to have a certain amount. No, of you're not. The law. No, 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 you're not. The law no. says don't drink and drive. That's what the law says. No. Hmm. Yes, Martin. No, sorry. If I, if I could just. Interject there for a moment. Sorry, sir. You, you, you holiday in Florida uh, regularly, am I right? Yeah. Okay. If the cops pull somebody in in Florida, yep, and they suspect they've been drink driving, what's the first thing they do? Sobriety test. Absolutely, a field sobriety test. Now, if a person fails the field sobriety test, then are subject to breathalyzer or, or whatever else following that. Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand, you know, there's, there's this thing, well, you can't introduce an absolute zero, uh, a zero alcohol because people will metabolize it differently, even if it's only mouthwash. I get all that. And there are people whose bodies actually produce alcohol. That's a, that's a, that's a fact. It does happen with people that don't even drink. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I know. I get why they won't introduce a zero level, but the point. No, you're all missing the point I'm trying to make. The law quite clearly states don't drink and drive. There's an allowance there for all those things, right? Don't drink and drive. And if anybody doesn't know that at this stage, they're thick. Because nobody goes into a bar to have a half a pint of beer. Nobody. I understand that. I'm not arguing against you, Niall. What I'm saying is there were. There, there are variations. Like the law doesn't, the law for for a for a truck driver or for somebody who drives for a living, like in a truck, you have. Well, I think you still have like the tachograph. It has to show how many hours you've been driving, yeah. how many hours rest you've had. You don't have the same thing for just ordinary drivers, people out on the road. There is no, there is no limit as to you know you cannot drive if you haven't had so many hours sleep. Because there are variations. Well, well, that's also because it's professional driving and also because the load they're carrying, they're quite capable of killing a lot of people yeah, with the load. Well, well, hold on a second, because I've squeezed two people in in two minutes here. Um, actually, hold on for a second. Don't put them on yet, Jane, laugh the news. Let me go to Tom. Sorry, Tom, how are you doing? Niall, Niall, you're asking, the, you're, they're not answering the question Hello? that you're asking. Yeah. And the question that you're asking is, they know it's wrong, and why do they do it? And the answer is quite simple. They're drug addicts. Hmm. And like every drug addict, they have their craving, and their craving must be satisfied. Yeah, it's cra- the craving is the alcohol. Key, yeah. Yes, and when you hear the likes of the of the uh, of the gang from Kerry, the um, the Healy Rays, mm. talking about the man who just drive down the road for his three pints and drive home, and I'm here to defend his rights. 
They're not. They're defending and fighting for their rights for to ring their tills up. And when I hear publicans talking about these are our friends, the greatest friend of any publican is his till or her till. And the reason people go in, and we have yet to accept it, as an, it's a national drug problem, and it's a legal drug problem. It's got a good and point, I, Martin. Yeah, and you ask oh, any parent, ask any parent who has lost a child on the road through drink driving, should it be zero or should it be two hits or three hits? They will tell you zero. Which is exactly what I said earlier on. I wouldn't argue against that now. And I, I no, no, well, you, you, but you, well, you kind of did it to some degree. I, I think no, you should no, lose your license. That's the end of it. You're not allowed back behind the wheel. No, 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 my, my opening gambit was, I think we should have a zero limit. And then you introduced... No, no, I'm not talking, well, he's not talking about zero limit. He means zero, i.e. you don't get a second chance. That's what he means. Yes, you shouldn't get a second chance. And not only that, oh, well, remember, a car, a car travelling along the road at 30 miles an hour, or whatever that is in kilometres, if that hits, hits an adult or a child, it's going to kill him. A car is a weapon. Well, 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 hang on for a second, because I want to go very quickly to Sean just before I go to the break. And Dermot, I'm going to have to come to you after the break. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. How are you doing, Noel? How are you? Um, very interesting show tonight, Noel. Um, I'm, you know, I'm 23 years on the road, Noel. And I'd have a couple of points. Up till this day, still drive. Never hit anybody. Just the last caller there. Um, he's saying there that it's totally clock. We we all know what speed kills and speed this and speed that. I've had three, four points there, and I drive home from work in Ireland. I wouldn't. I never touched anybody in twenty three years of my life. Lucky for you, isn't it? No, no, it's not. No, hold on I want to say something to you. This is one of my bit of bravado coming across here, Sean. Already, but go on, you go. No, I want to say this to you, right? You said it there earlier on. There was a three point limit many years ago. Yep. Now, Six points now, before you, that, yeah. yeah. No, well, I want to say this to you, Noel. Do you know who fucked that up for us? I tell you who fucked that up for us. It was the younger crowd. And I tell you, no, you know, no, no, hold on. You know who messed it up? People who were drinking, who crashed cars and killed people. That's who. That's who messed it up. No, no, no. It was people. It was people going out and abusing that three point limit. Going. But you're abusing us. You're going out and drinking three points now. No, no. Here's the thing, Noel. You're breaking the law. It was the limit back then. Now we're here. So you're going by the old laws, are you? Right, but I want to say this, you know. So you you so you you run your life by the old laws, okay? Can I say something, you know? Yeah. They were going out and getting smashed out of heads, and that's when they were killing themselves and killing people on the roads. Now, Noel, I'm saying to you, and what I'm saying to everybody that's listening tonight, I still have me three points. I still drive home. I and as I said to you, Noel, and I'm making a very perfectly point to you and everybody else. I I didn't hurt or hit anybody in 23 years. It's not luck. Is that that is luck? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's my body, Noel. That yeah, I, well, listen here. I I'm driving. God knows how many years. I'm 59 years. Very started driving when I was 18. I've had two accidents in my life. Um, one was particularly bad, right? But I don't even drink. So to to, to say that it's not it's it is luck that you haven't had an accident in 23 years. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.